0: 58. go!
1: go, play, play. go, play, play. go play, play. This is the Green and Gold Postgame Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: The Green Bay Packers zoned up the 2022-2023 season. Disappointing. I don't know how else to put it. It was a flat. It was a frustrating. It was a got-man-handled moment, and the Packers fall to the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, game one is now in the book, 16 more to go, 23-7 to 7, the final at the U.S. Bank Stadium. If you follow me on Twitter, if you follow me on Facebook, uh, you heard me during the horn session. I hate that horn. I just do. I hate that horn. Uh, beautiful stadium. Uh, it's it great to work in. Uh, it's an unbelievable place for fans. Uh, for home team fans, but uh, for the most part, I, I just I can't stand the horn. I can't stand the drum, and it just it just drove me crazy today. Uh, today, Justin Jefferson—he's the story. Eleven catches, or excuse me, eleven targets, nine catches today, one hundred and eighty-four yards—a new team record, by the way. Two touchdowns. His longest being a sixty-four-yard uh, down the sideline gallop before being pushed out of bounds, and just an ugly day today. Aaron Jones, 5 carries, 49 yards. A.J. Dillon, 10 carries, 45 yards. Rodgers today, just not not good. Uh, tw- uh, th- 22 of 34, 195 yards and a pick. And why he threw that thing up just before a half, I have no idea. I mean, I guess you want to go to Randall Cobb, you want to give him an opportunity, but come on. It's Randall Cobb. Um, and the injuries, the injuries today, uh, if I can read you the injury report real quick, let's get into that while we're sitting here because, uh, oh my goodness, not a great day today. So, uh, Kayshawn Nixon, a shoulder issue. We saw him going to the blue tent right after he made that big hit, ended up going into the blue tent, came out. He was questionable to even come back. Quay Walker, same thing. Shoulder issue. Now when Quay Walker, I was watching because Nixon was waiting to go into the tent Walker was actually in the tent, and then they waited for Walker to come out so Nixon could go in. Walker came out and was asking for his helmet. They took his helmet from him. So he was not going to return in that ball ballgame. Uh, now, I ended up getting out of there just after the beginning of the fourth quarter, so I don't know if they ended up grabbing him a helmet or not, but regardless, he was injured. Chris Barnes carted off the field. In a cast, boot on the right foot slash and or ankle, depending on how, uh, you know, that goes. And then uh, uh, guard uh, John Ryan or John uh, Runyon. Runyon. Uh, he was uh, concussed, and he was out of this game. And it was, where do you start? Where do you start? 877 You want to hit us up? 877-867-1670. So, uh, by the way, uh, Jake Hansen got his ass handed to him today on the offensive line. Not a good day there. Um, you also had Stokes, who looked so good last year. Everybody said, no big deal. You got Stokes. He he got it handed to him today. He looked bad. Darnell Savage Jr. got matched up on Justin Jefferson once. He got burned. Uh, Adrian Amos in the end zone. At least Amos got him out of the end zone and held on, even though it was going to be a catch, but. It was a non-catch because he couldn't bring the other foot down. But Adrian Amos hanging on. It it was the Justin Jefferson show, hands down. Today, when you look at this team, the Green Bay Packers, defensively speaking, were not terrible. They got off the field on third down, four for 13. That's all Minnesota was. The Packers, three for nine. And Minnesota racked up just a titch under 400 yards 395 yards both teams ran 61 plays the average gain was just over a yard for the minnesota vikings six and a half versus five and a half for the green bay packers the big thing though when you talk about turnovers packers with a couple of turnovers you're not going to win the game when you turn the ball over the fumble obviously aaron Rodgers got smashed i thought it was a little ironic he was on the sideline i was watching through the binoculars he was over there kind of getting himself back together after just getting crushed on that sack, and he's drinking purple Gatorade. Uh, But it's one game. It's one game. Uh, I I know some people hit me up today because I hashtag uh, no need for preseason, and they said, well, the Vikings didn't either. The Vikings had Justin Jefferson, Christian Derrissaw, K.J. Osborne. Uh, They have got uh, Adam Thielen. They traded for Rager, so he is new. But everybody else, short of a couple changes on the offensive line, all the weaponry is the same. You still got Dallin Cook. You still got Alexander Madison. Same quarterback. They don't need it. They they're all there. What I was saying was, with Aaron Rodgers, it, there was there was no there was no synchronicity. There was none of that. There there was no familiarity. That he he was looking. You could see his head. He was bobbing. He was looking for somebody to get open. And Cobb wasn't. You know, Cobb gets open on scrambles. I've said that all along. Cobb's a decent slot guy if you scheme for him. But for the most part, no. No, Cobb Cobb is your comeback guy. Cobb is your, hey, I got your back, Aaron. I know where to go, Aaron. Then you're looking at Dubs. Then you're looking at Christian Watson. Then you're looking in that direction. No Samari Torre, a healthy scratch today. You know, uh, Tanyan got a, got a catch today. So that was... Uh, decent. He got to actually three of them, I think, as a matter of fact, if I counted correctly. He got into the mix a little bit. But A.J. Dillon and Romeo Dobbs were your two highest receivers. Christian Watson, two catches. Two catches. Josiah DeGuara had a couple of them today, Aaron Jones had a couple of them out of the backfield. Sammy Watkins finally got into the mix. Sammy Watkins was on the sideline. Rodgers was just pissed off. I'm watching him through the binoculars. Rodgers is over there, arms folded, towel around the neck, the whole thing. Watkins is kind of tapping him, tapping him, tapping him, kind of, you know, come on, we got this, come on. You know, Rodgers wanted nothing to do with any interaction with anybody on the sideline today. So it was just after they started getting whooped up on, it was just as if they had a little bit of fight but didn't have a lot of answers. If that makes sense. 877 867 Tons of people chiming in. Tons of people chiming in. So I want to try to get to everybody. But this is the uh, Green and Gold Postgame Show. Uh, Mike says, we're lucky if we can at least score 21 at some point. Uh, maybe show up for the OTAs, a Raj Get familiar with your guys. That's from Christopher. Phil says, how about the Bears? They beat the 49ers. Tons of close upsets. And a one Green Bay ass-kicking. Uh, Phil says he enjoyed it because he's not obviously a Packers fan. Uh, Mark Murphy is to blame for all this crap going on and needs to be fired. Rob, why is Mark Murphy to blame for all of this? That I, I, that, I have no idea. R- Mark Murphy didn't hold anything up. He didn't do any of that. Uh, Rodgers needs to step up and be a leader. That's from Brett. A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones came to play. We need to run it more. That's from Rick. Uh, where was Amari Rodgers on offense? Ghosted. He was a returner. He's, he's he's relegated to a returner. That's it. That's it. Um, keep going back. Uh, Cobb's strictly a guy to get open in zones. If we can't count on him as a veteran, when we need a veteran right now, he should be gone. Uh, run the damn ball. That's from Tim. How many uh, rookie receivers? Well, you only had two today because Samari Torre was not on the field. He was a healthy scratch, so he had two of them. He had Romeo Dubs and Christian Watson. Uh, Sammy Watkins is on the team, Scotty. He got, ended up with three catches on the day. Um, Mike says uh, Green Bay paid one guy and lost the rest. They they didn't lose the rest. They lost the best. And let me, let's say this, okay. Let, let's, let's do this real quick because this is where everybody's going with this, okay? So Aaron Rodgers took time to decide what he wanted to do. The Packers didn't know what they were going to do because they were basically being held up by Aaron's decision. In the meantime, the Packers could not deal with Devontae Adams because Adams had a certain number they wanted that he wanted. Packers didn't know if they could reach it because they didn't know what they were going to have. Okay, you follow me so far? Because they didn't know what the salary cap ramification was going to be. So they waited and waited. Rodgers waited and waited. And in the meantime, Rodgers relayed the message to Devontae that, I don't know if this is going to be my last year, maybe one more year, maybe two more years. Devontae's like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's great if they want to pay me, but I'm on my way to a gold jacket. I don't want all of a sudden have my numbers go down. He said it. Don't forget, he said it in his – when he ended up leaving Green Bay, he said it in his presser. He said, you know, I oh, I love Jordan, but. The minute he said but, and then he, then he stopped. He stopped short of going, he ain't the guy. So Rodgers held things up. Packers couldn't pay anybody else big money because they needed to know what Rodgers was going to be making. You needed to find that out. You needed to get him signed, and then after they did – Then they could go ahead and make the offer to Devontae Adams. But by then, Devontae Adams realized that Rodgers wasn't going to be around long, so therefore he didn't want to sign a really long-term deal in Green Bay. Why? Because if Rodgers leaves or goes down, nobody to back him up. He's not going to get the money. He's not going to get the gold jacket. He's not going to get the numbers to get him the gold jacket. So that's what happened. That has nothing to do with Mark Murphy. That has nothing to do with Brian Gudekinst, other than the fact that Gudekinst and company maybe could have gone to Devontae a year ago and said, this is what we want to do, you know? So things can change because obviously you're missing your offensive lineman and David Bakhtiari and, and Elton Jenkins. And I had mentioned today, it was it was a tough go. Um, it, it was a tough go because uh, Jake Hansen did not look good. Um, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> and then Yash Nyman struggled today. The book ends, Daniel Hunter and uh, Zanarius Smith, they were beasts. Everything we saw in Green Bay when he was matched up with Preston was what came to fruition today. He's, he was ready to go. He was I don't know if you saw the introduction, but him and Daniel Hunter got introduced together, running out of that giant pirate ship, and they were they were just revving the crowd. They were doing the eat thing. They were doing some kind of dance together. They they were just pointed for this game. If you weren't there, yeah, I, I don't know if they showed it on Fox or not. But it, they were ready to go. So, anyway, broadcasting live here at the Ewing Hotel. We are in downtown Minneapolis about, I don't know, a stone's throw away from a U.S. Bank Stadium. Let's get to the phone calls. First one out of the shoot. Joe, welcome to the program. What you thinking tonight, man? What's going on?
3: Hey, Bill. What's up, man? How's, how's it going? Um, well, I'm thinking, I got a few things in my mind. But remember last year, they got their asses handed to them by the Saints, and – we all looked and we're like, what the heck was that? And obviously they were fine. They do this. They always start slow. They even did it under McCarthy. I don't know why. I don't know if it's just if Rodgers has to, if he's part of that. I don't know what it is. So it's not like it's a surprise that they lost today. I think what surprised me today, what I was so disappointed in, was the offensive line play and the defense. We had such high expectations for this defense. And this defense looked utterly confused and lost coach Barry and coach LaFleur got completely out coach there was plays where Savage was yelling at others in the secondary after Jefferson would catch a pass that can't happen I'm Mm -hmm. sorry that's inexcusable you got all the talent like you in that back end with Stokes and everybody I'm sorry that's inexcusable and I know that it's hard to play man man up in the nfl and things like that but there is no reason why jair was not following everywhere jefferson went jefferson goes in motion you go in motion jair couldn't it's understand that- why
2: they didn't put jair in I, I don't know why they just chose to stay on each side of the field i completely agree mike clemens and i are sitting there going what the hell he's burning it- everybody and your best cover corner is sitting there guarding a tight end on one play i couldn't figure exactly. it
4: out exactly
3: Exact, and then the other piece on the other side of the ball was Jake Hansen. When they said he was starting, I was like, "What the hell is he starting for? Why was Zach Tom not starting?" And I get it; yeah. Zach Tom's a rookie, but Zach Tom has looked good in uh, in camp and everything like that. And Jake Hansen's just been a guy; he's never been that he's he's never been that good. And what happened when they put Zach Tom in? What happened? Green Bay just starts ripping and ripping off yep. run after run after Started run after run. Uh, so I look, I just think that it, the, the the coaching overthought themselves. I'm not panicking, I'm really not. It's one game. Um, Quay Walker, I want to give him massive props. That dude showed up today, and he he,
2: a he loves to hit, but he's got to get guys over the middle and not get them five yards downfield. I mean, I he's a hitter, you. and I, I agree you. with you. But he had a lot of plays downfield that he could have caught. Uh, up in front of him but I, well, I, I agree to. with you he loves to get to the play and and I'll tell you this this is the first time you've looked at a linebacker like that and went that's sideline to sideline because he is yes. everywhere and got incredible speed
3: Yes. so I'm not panicked but if they go one and four one and five I'm panicking but I'm not panicking yet
2: because <laughs> it the, was in the one Bears, game just Bears like last looked, and the, and the Bears look decent in that slop down there in Chicago today, too. I give them all the credit yep. in the world for knocking off the 49ers, man. Joe, appreciate it as always, pal. Talk to you soon. Right. He drops Thanks. off. You get on board. 877-867-1670. Josh is listening to us in Holman. Josh, welcome to the program and the Green and Gold Postgame Show. What's up?
0: Well, obviously, uh very disgusted from uh, today's game. You know, you expect uh, a little bit more cohesion between the team at this point, you know, You know, do we blame Aaron Rodgers for not coming in earlier to work with these young rookies? But you have that first play of the game, just devastating. You know, it goes through the hands, which you think could have been a game changer. Um, You know, we sat there, my wife and I, just just like, oh, my God. Normally, years past, you had uh, some quality, you know, wide receivers that could help us get out of these. Um, tight predicaments. This day, though, you're just like, oh, my God, Rogers really has nobody to, to depend on, really. Uh, it's it's going to be a long season. Uh, you have been our therapist, so thank you for that, Bill. And uh, <laughs> thoughts it. on how do we get better
2: Oh, my goodness. Okay, appreciate the phone call. Let's do this. Let's step away. We'll take a quick break real quick, and we got a ton of people on the live stream, and I want to acknowledge everybody. Keep hitting us up, and I'll try to continually scroll back and get all your comments, okay? Over over in the Bud Light live stream, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on Twitch, if you're watching on Instagram, if you're watching on Twitter, whatever it happens to be, if you're watching, we'll try to get to that coming up here shortly. Uh, I'll get back to how they can get better. I think it's a fair question, how they can get better. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Green and Gold Postgame Show live in Minneapolis. We're at the Ewing Hotel, beautiful hotel. If you've ever been to Milwaukee and you've seen, uh, say, the Iron Horse Hotel, kind of the same thing, beautiful hotel here in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, only a couple of blocks away from U.S. Bank Stadium. Stay tuned. got a lot more of the uh, Green and Gold Postgame Show coming up next. <laughs> This
1: is the Green and Gold Postgame Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: My goodness, I got an email for you. Oh, oh, hang in there, hang in there. This portion of the program being brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network, and also our Green and Gold postgame show. Glad to have Bud Light along for the ride, as always. Now, sit back for just a second. Bear with me here. Andrew listening to us in Green Bay. He said, first unit, can't wait for tomorrow on WDUZ. Finally, glad to get you back here in the Fox Valley. He said, what we have here is a quarterback who cares more about cleaning his colon then bonding with his receivers. Okay, now I, I'm rolling my eyes a little bit, but bear with me, okay? He says, yeah, Cobby coached him up real good, right, Aaron? How about you run LaFleur's GD offense, quit worrying about 100 fake assed hands all over your body, use a few of those hands to pull your head out of your ass, and be a real leader. Be a better quarterback when the young guys need you. Leaders lead, they don't turn the reins over to Cobby. There I vented. Thank you so much. Can't wait for tomorrow. That's Andrew and Greenback. Wow! Woo! Coming out smoking. People not happy today. 877 867 1670. 877 867 1670. Give us a shout if you choose to do so. Uh, the Bad Guy TV says Rogers, best way to describe this game for the Packers, they were soft all the way around. Decent game for Dylan. Rogers Campbell. Uh, he goes on to say that uh, Jeron Reed was the best player today for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, also, he says, I completely agree with Andrew. Um, Jeffrey says leadership was missing. Um, Jim says, good comment. Rogers leadership, lukewarm at best. Let's get back to the phone calls and those that are hanging on on hold. And we appreciate everybody giving us a buzz. we got to get to everything we possibly can. Let's go to a Gerard. Gerard, what's going on tonight, man? How you feeling?
4: Hey, Bill. Um, look, Olson and I did a great job analyzing the Packers defense how they were out of position how the defensive line was given so much so big of gaps the line it would be impossible for the linebackers to fill those gaps and and it's amazing how they looked it looks like they never played Minnesota with those players before it looks like mm-hmm. the first time they've ever played these guys right well, how, yeah, let, let me ask you a question on one crossing pattern there was one of the receivers on Minnesota he was covered tightly and Alexander went with him, and that left Jefferson wide open. Remember right. that play? And why I did do. Alexander do this? It, and then at the end of the game, they finally put Alexander in the slot that covered Jefferson. Now, this was basically when the game was over. So, again, Olsen brought it up again. Well, you know, the, the uh, playing inside for a corner is a tough position, um, and he went on, you know, to say Why? But I mean, like you said, why isn't this guy following Jefferson around? How many Don't games know. does he have to kill the Packers before that? And 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 you know, you could blame Savage, but Savage, no way, shape, or form, is going to be able to cover Jefferson out, out in the middle of the field right. all alone. I mean, that's just a plain joke. But, no, I mean, they, they ran they, they looked... ran a
2: crossing pattern with him, and it, and and Savage ended up being the guy that took the zone. And why? They didn't keep Jair on him. And the play you're talking about is when they ran Adam Thielen across the middle, and all of a sudden right. Jefferson sprung wide. And I, I I don't know why they were switching off. I just would have left Jair yeah, yeah, he, on he Jefferson. Went, they double-covered
4: Thielen, Bill. They double-covered him across the middle. Je- Alexander had the chance to cross and go with Jefferson, and he stayed with Thielen. So they double-covered Thielen. It made no sense. I mean, what do what they go into a game plan and say, well, Jefferson's not going to hurt us this time? What sense mm-hmm. does this stuff make? It's the same stuff, though, over and over and over again now. This is the problem. Well, y- Even
2: late in the game, they did the same thing with K.J. Osborne on on a crossing pattern where Jefferson got open. And and that one time, I will say, though, that's when Jair stayed with Jefferson and they went to K.J. Osborne, who I think picked up like seven yards uh, on the pass. But that play, that particular play, Jair finally stuck with him. And I kept thinking to myself, why didn't you do that earlier?
4: You see, this is where the, the reporters that go into the locker room have to say, you know, and I don't want to hear, well, he's a great player. Well, you're supposed to have a cornerback that you just made one of the highest paid corners in the league. Supposed to be yep. following this guy. Why isn't he on him? Or Well, they put him in motion. Well, why didn't he follow him when he was put in motion? You see what yep. I mean? And Olsen said during yep. the game that motion was killing the Packers on defense. Yep. Well, well what, they don't make adjustments either. You know, and, and tell uh, me and this:
2: it what they didn't really run Matt Lafleur's offense till so late in the game when they started grinding the ball. Exactly. In the second half.
4: Why didn't they just do the dump offs and run the ball? Why didn't they know that they they can control the clock, keep Cousins and, and Jefferson off the field. Throw the short dump offs and make it work. But, no, this guy's got to be the prima donna and have to be the star and start throwing the ball all over the place. and do, You know what it's all about. I'm not telling you. Well, I mean, also, there.
2: you look at his numbers at halftime. His numbers at halftime were horrific, and I guarantee he knows what his numbers were. They were awful. Kirk Cousins, I don't know. He was like 9 of 10 for 80 yards and yep. the touchdown, and he was looking good. Rodgers was like 1 of 6 at one point for, for 8 yards or 10 yards or something and an interception. It was It was terrible. What, what,
4: and you know what? You know what's amazing. He really, you know, I, I, I like him. I'm Packer fan since '64 when I was eight years old. Look, yeah. he always comes off selfish. He really does. It's so mm-hmm. unbelievable. I you I want to like the guy. I really do. And I want him. To it's the of same course.
2: selfishness that makes him great because he believes he can. But when it fails. You know, I think what we all—if he goes to the podium and says, "You know what? I really screwed this thing up. I thought I could do this." Then I think you give him a pass. But when we've seen so many fingers pointed and so many people covering Mm -hmm. up crap that we all can see, you know, that's when I think it becomes almost, "Hey, you're you're too arrogant for your own good." Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks as always. I got to I got to run here because we're at the top of the hour. Absolutely, stay tuned. Got everybody over on uh, the Bud Light live stream, man, chiming in. Donna uh, says, "I'm just a little bummed out." Areas, uh spelling uh, didn't get knocked on his ass. He did knock Rodgers down, but I did like the fact that Rodgers got up and kind of kind of high-stepped it over to him and did a little jaw jacking with him. I don't know if they showed that on TV or not, but I was watching. And it was funny because Rodgers, when he went to get back up, I thought, oh, my God, did he get hit? He just kind of stumbled a little bit. He looked like he was on, like a baby deer trying to get up. And then finally when he did get up, he went over and kind of gave a little uh, back and forth to Z. And I don't know if it was friendly or not. Or not? I, I I couldn't tell. I don't know if Zedarius looked at him like "get away from me, I could knock you out," or he was just kind of smiling and, and jaw-jacking a little bit. I'd be really interested to see what was actually said, but that that little moment in time I thought was uh, uh, I'll call it entertaining. Might be the best way to put it. I'll call it entertaining. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, do it. Hit us up. We'd love to have you. Uh, If you want to chime in on the Bud Light live stream, if you follow us on Twitter, if you follow us on Twitch, if you follow us on YouTube, subscribe over on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Bill Michael Show. We're going to have all the numbers, all the stats for you coming up here in just a few and then uh, we got Matt LaFleur coming up right here after the top of the hour as well. Going to hear from the head coach and get his thoughts on all of this. So hang in there. You on the Bud Light live stream, you watching the program right now, you listening to the program in parts unknown. We're glad you're on board. It, is, we're, it, it, it sucks they lost. But we're back. It is the Green and Gold Postgame Show. Happy to be here broadcasting live in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Ewing Hotel. Beautiful place. If You get a chance to stop in uh, and stay a night here. It's it's a really nice, restored old building. Really, really cool deal here in Minneapolis. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Green and Gold Postgame Show coming up right after this.
1: This is the green and gold postgame show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network
2: welcome back as you can see on the bud light live stream we are downtown downtown minneapolis only a few blocks away from u.s bank stadium the site where the packers fall in ugly fashion 23 7 they get knocked off by the vikings bears win today Vikings win today, but uh, both the Packers and the Lions lost. So, at least the Packers are not cellar dwellers all by themselves. Boy, the Bears got to win in just torrential rains. They may have to move this week to Arlington because they might not have much field left. Man, that thing was just chewed up. It was a swamp. Holy mackerel. Uh, But uh, the Green Bay Packers, in so many different facets, it it was ugly. Um, It was... It was a soft offensive line. Jake Hansen did not look good. Uh, A tremendous pass rush and constant pressure put on Aaron Rodgers by the bookends of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, The wide receivers just today are rather pedestrian. Um, Your security blanket in Devonta Adams is gone, and we knew it was going to be a struggle. I did not think it would be this big of a struggle, but it is. Uh, The run game was... Not really going. Aaron Aaron Jones, by the way, only six touches. Uh, was it eight touches, I think, today? Total on the day, I think, it was five carries and six. No, five carries, not six carries. Five carries, three catches, targeted five times. Had a total of, uh, what was it, uh, 76 yards today, I think. Uh, Sammy Watkins, three catches. A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon had the most catches today and the most yardage. Five catches, 46 yards. The longest pass play of the day was 20, uh, 25 yards to Christian Watson. Now, obviously, that first play of the game would have been so much better, but it fell through his hands. Uh, he was targeted uh, four times today, caught two. Uh, Josiah Naguaro, two for two today, 28 yards total, but nothing today. And they spread the ball out, 338 yards total on that offense. But just nothing that could get this team on track. Time of possession, 31-23 in favor of Minnesota, 28-37 for the Green Bay Packers. But two turnovers, the interception, that didn't really hurt you too much. But uh, obviously the fumble uh, did. And uh, they were able to turn it into points. So not a great day at the office for the uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Everybody on the Bud Light live stream. I'm going to get to you. I promise. Matt Lafleur at the podium. Let's take a listen to what he has to say after this debacle. There you go. That was Matt Lafleur as uh, he talked about uh, you know all the shortcomings uh, of the Green Bay Packers and what the problems were. So, um, you know, the <laughs> you know the fact that he said, "Look, uh, we got to coach better." Uh, i I like the fact that right away he said we looked unprepared we didn't look like we didn't look like we were prepared we didn't look like we had any tenacity, any preparation it, we looked like kind of the same way they ended the season. They went out very quietly didn't have that 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 overall team passion. There were some guys that played their asses off, but didn't have that overall team passion and it just looked relatively lethargic. And, and bad. Uh, the way the Green Bay Packers went, just in case you're wondering, uh, their drives in the first half, punt, punt, then the fourth and goal, they gave it up, punt, interception. They only touched the ball four times in the second half. Fumble, touchdown, punt, and then they gave it up on downs, and that was it. That was it. I mean, what an ugly day. So uh, I got a question over on the uh, the Bud Light live stream that said, so what are your thoughts on going for it on the fourth and goal? No problem with going for it. Here's my question. What in the F are you doing all the time in shotgun? Why? Why do you go – why not take the snap either ride and side or give your fullback or your running back, if you want to call them that, because A.J. Dillon's built like a fullback, give him a head of steam to get the handoff. Why are you standing seven yards back in shotgun? This is something that has bothered me, and I've spoke about it for a long time, and I don't get it. You see Brady, you saw Mahomes, you saw Josh Allen, all in the postseason up at the line of scrimmage, either diving or RPOing, riding the side down the line, something. Rodgers always in shotgun. Always. Is he afraid to get hit? It's football, for God's sake. Why is it always at a shotgun? I get it that you want to oversee things, but is that seven-yard difference, is it that big to where if you're up at the line of scrimmage and you take a snap under center, you can't see anything? No longer you're in the matrix. You're just some dude standing out there on a street corner waiting for the bus to hit you? That's the only thing that that bothers me because it's all the time. And when it doesn't work, it just looks ugly. just looks ugly. 877 1670 877-867-1670. We're going to get to everybody, okay? We're going to get to everybody. When we come back, we're going to find out what Aaron Rodgers talked about, if anything, to Zadarius Smith. We're going to get his comments coming up after this as well. Stay tuned. We are broadcasting live. We are in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's where we're hanging out today. And uh, we're here, obviously, for the Green Bay Packers, staying at the Hewing Hotel. They're kind enough to set us up in the studio, big, beautiful place here that we're staying in. So thanks to them for being a part of the program as well. We got a lot more, the Green and Gold Postgame Show, brought to you by Bud Light right after this. This
1: is the Green and Gold Postgame Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: michaels show and uh, the bill michaels huddle uh, i should say the huddle the green and gold post game show i gotta get my show straight green and gold post game show we're broadcasting live here at the hewing hotel and uh hanging out so uh this is where Uh, A great place to stay if you're ever coming to the Minneapolis area. I can't say enough about the service. uh, The hospitality and uh, the rooms themselves are absolutely fantastic, and they're kind enough to accommodate us here, and we say thanks to them. In the meantime, the Green Bay Packers knocked off in the opener in the start of the 2022-23 season in ugly fashion, and they didn't have much of an answer for anything. The defense held its own for a while, and then finally just, uh, you know, with uh, the offense not being able to do a damn thing, and injuries starting to mount, uh, the Green Bay Packers defensively started to succumb. In the meantime, the offense was anemic 23 to 7. Uh, they put up seven. Uh, they got that uh, long drive and that touchdown in the third quarter, but the rest of it was not a nothing to write home about by any stretch of the imagination. Aaron Rodgers, a unbelievably pedestrian day 22 of 34, 195 yards, sacked four times today. Four. Threw one pick, no inter- or, uh, no touchdowns, 67.6 quarterback rating today. Jordan Love played better than he did, 405, 65 yards, and uh, a 118.8 quarterback rating. Meanwhile, Kirk Cousins today, man, he picked up where he left off last year, 23 of 32, 277 yards, sacked only once. That was the Rashawn Gary sack uh, early on in the ballgame. A couple of touchdowns to Justin Jefferson and a 118.9 quarterback rating so there you go that is uh that's the way things turned out statistically speaking of the quarterbacks Aaron Rodgers at the podium take a listen there you go Aaron Rodgers after the game and uh, I noticed a lot of you uh, kind of criticizing saying up same old Aaron not taking responsibility not talking about himself just pointing the blame pointing the finger drops blocking assignments it's all true it's all true He's not he's not telling you anything that's that's not true. You know what he did say was on that fourth and one, he probably should have pulled it. That's on him when he saw the collapse on the off- or on the uh, defensive front, he probably should have pulled it and he said he could have walked right in. He didn't do it. So he he shared a little bit of the blame there. but uh, an interesting side note, Matt Schneidman says that uh, when they approached Jair Alexander after the game, Him and uh, Rob Demosky of ESPN, he talked about the coaches not having him follow Justin Jefferson. He said, quote, all week I was asking for that matchup, but it ain't about me. It's about the team. It ain't about me. If it was my way, you know what I would be doing. So, in other words, he begged the coaches, let me cover Justin Jefferson. Let me just have him and everybody else, and they wouldn't do it. So, now you have to go to the coaching staff. Now you have to go... And you have to go over to Joe Barry, and you got to say, w- what are you thinking? This this guy saw it. He saw the talent. He knew Justin Jefferson's talents. He knew that he was the guy that should be covering him. Why did you not play him via man? Why didn't you do that? Going to be interesting. Uh, we got a lot of people over on the Bud Light live stream. comments still just flying in, flying in. Um, and he also talked a little bit, Lance, you're right, about uh, how he said he missed some throws as well. And, again, like he said, he kind of smirked, he said, well, that'll give you guys something to write about if we ever get a win. That way you don't have to blame us for not playing in the preseason. That's got to come up. You know, I OK, you take it easy. You kind of go through training camp. You hate to practice against other teams. You like certain things about practices and you still come out in week one and get your you've scored 10 points in two years in week one the high-powered offense, the almighty God that is, the one that walks on water as a quarterback, you've scored 10 points in two years in week one. So you can pontificate about all the different things that you should do and shouldn't do and what you do and don't like. The bottom line is the results, they suck. More of the uh, Green and Gold Postgame show right after this.
1: This is the Green and Gold Postgame Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: down the street a lot of packers fans in town for this one 23 to 7 in the uh, final as the minnesota vikings they knock off the green bay packers over at u.s bank stadium in uh just a, a an ugly game uh, just, it, it just it was just it's kind of the way their season ended it was just somewhat emotionless there was a few guys that played hard there were it just it just didn't look together it didn't look energized it didn't look Up, Uh, for lack of a better term, I don't know what else to say about it. But uh, that being said, we now go uh, back into U.S. Bank Stadium. Our guy Mike Clemens is now standing by. And, uh, Michael, so give me the sense, the tenor of what it is right now inside that Packers locker room.
5: I think the Minnesota Vikings made a good hire at head coach. They got a guy that was the offensive coordinator for the Super Bowl team for the los angeles rams and won it with matthew stafford and cooper cup and that gang but in the meantime you know he schemed his way to win a lombardi trophy when it uh, counted and so this kevin o'connell uh... came in playing uh... coaching loose and you know Eight years uh, uh, of here for Mike Zimmer, and it got to be toward the end where there's almost a paranoia about Aaron Rodgers, that he's, you know, somehow he's going to he's going to kill you. And so they start throttling back and they don't blitz him because they're concerned that if they blitz him that, you know, so many times before he got torched today was different because Aaron Rodgers did not have a Devontae Adams or a guy that that you could respond with. And, you know, when you start out the game uh, and put the game in the hands of the rookie who drops a 75-yard touchdown pass like uh, Christian Watson did... And then you can't get other guys going, um, and, and then they, they just blitz them. They, they don't they don't do that all the time. They but when you sack Aaron Rodgers four times, when you force a fumble, when you get him under pressure and he throws, you know, a rare pick. He hadn't thrown a pick, I think, on the road in a division game for a couple of years. Um, the Vikings set the set the tone in the first half. They pretty much won the game in the first half, you know, with that seventeen to nothing lead, Bill.
2: So uh, let's start with Aaron Rodgers because he had said that he missed some throws. Uh, obviously, there were there drops. There were blocking assignments. He said he was, he was really surprised, uh, and I thought it was interesting. He said, I was surprised by the lack of mental preparation, and that kind of stuck out to me. It, 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 the mental mistakes more than anything. He said drops will happen. That's fine. But it was the mental preparation that bothers him, right?
5: Well, then that must go. He must be referring then to things that guys were not doing pre-snap and adjustments that, that they weren't making. And um, that's his code for saying, you know, these guys should have changed their route uh, given what the defense was showing us. And uh, I think another thing could be in terms of his pass protection and how Zadarius, you know, was able to get in. And then Hunter gets his sack later on. Uh, some of the big plays that they made over the middle – as well, uh, and and who's to say that you know maybe there's just some of the the plays that were called that uh, that didn't work out for him. But um, defensively for the Packers, um, you know they just how can Justin Jefferson go for 164 yards in the first half, two touchdowns? He would have had a third. He just missed by inches in the back of the end zone with Amos covering him. The Packers only had 100 yards as a team in the first half. So, uh, you know, you were, that, that Vikings offense was, was able to keep, you know, Aaron Rodgers off the field as well the way they marched up and down the field. I think Kirk Cousins looked the best he could possibly be. I think he's got a coach now that has given him a clean slate that it may, makes him feel more relaxed. And, and, and how about that shift in the game where it's Justin Jefferson for the passing game and then when, they, when the Packers finally get around to starting to put Jair Alexander up on him and shift that zone defense that clearly wasn't working in the first half, then they, he starts finding uh, Adam Thielen to keep the ball rolling. Right. So, so we just got done, Bill, talking to the Packers secondary. We talked to Eric Stokes. He's in his second year. Um, he 's like, "You know hey, this could be like last year too, okay? hey, we had a bad game against the Saints, and then what do we do for the rest of the season, the next sixteen games? So I feel confident we can change this round, and then you got a lot of i gotta look at the film, I gotta look at the film. Jair right. Alexander, as you mentioned earlier, you know, had that quote to e s p n saying i during this week i didn 't understand why we were going for a game plan where i wasn 't on number eighteen on Jefferson, but you know we were sticking with this zone plan." And I, Bill, you and I were talking about this at halftime. It was just ridiculous. It was ridiculous how wide open Jefferson was, and right. regardless of his speed or his ability to run a route, I mean anybody could have run those routes. It it was inconceivable on how wide open he got, except for the fact that, you know, at Donatale and 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 Kevin O'Connell, he knows this offense. And he knows where the openings are, and he obviously figured out Joe Barry's tendencies from last year and saw what what huge opportunities they had for for Justin Jefferson until the Packers had to finally adjust at halftime.
2: So uh, let's start, Mike, uh, in the trenches because obviously missing Bakhtiari, missing Elton Jenkins. I, we can say missing Bakhtiari, but he didn't play last year, so I, I don't think he could really use that as, as an excuse. Josh Nyman got a ton of playing time over there at left tackle. The offensive line... Didn't look good. They didn't play well. Jake Hansen got his ass handed to him pretty much all afternoon. Yeah, and I
5: thought that they lost some some uh, battles. You know, up front, this Harrison Phillips, ninety seven, the nose tackle. I think that kid had a good game for the Vikings yep. as well. Uh, he was in there. The ways that Darius got in there, Jordan Hicks, you know, at the outside linebacker, he made some plays. Eric Kendricks has been here eight years. You know, he's the veteran. And and like I say, Bill, though, they got the green light. You know, Mike Zimmer would, was thinking more like just contain Aaron Rodgers, but you know, don't go after the pressure. Well, they hit Aaron Rodgers. They hit him when they could, whenever they could. They went to the they went after the quarterback and rattled him. And I'm you know there was a period there in the third quarter. Where I didn't think Aaron Rodgers looked right, you know, and, and with yeah. all the handoffs that he was having, um, I think I think you know they knocked him. Well, and you could see that he, he was being tended to on the on the bench. They were working on his neck and. And that kind of situation so you know there was a change in that psychology and when you talk to adrian amos the 60 he said you know look you know we one of us was missing on some of these assignments he says i'll give it up on the two deep ones that were on me and i think that meant the 64 yarder was a big gain and one of the touchdowns that jefferson had adrian amos put on him but that's because he had them You know, one on one and in space, that kind of thing. But there's, you know, this is going to be a game of Clue this week, like the old board game Clue. Like, you know, who are the three suspects and in what room and what what was the weapon they used? I think I, you know, what I think, you know, Darnell Savage did not want to talk today. I don't know if someone they're going to put this on Eric Stokes or if they're going to put it on Rasul Douglas. But maybe it was his responsibility to cover certain zones in a new role as the nickel guy, and maybe they took advantage of him today.
2: Uh, I guess the, the positive was no major special teams gaffes, right? Yeah, but I th- frankly, I thought the punt uh,
5: protection team stunk. I think there was two yeah. times that almost the new player, you know, yeah, punter Don almost got blocked. It's amazing. I think he did a hell of a job of getting off that ball on two particular punts that I can think of. Um, they didn 't get much going for a return today um, you know this, uh, the kicker that Greg Joseph I mean he was good for field goals he kicked a career that 56 yarder that 's the longest he 's kicked in his career and did it at Mike home I was watching him
2: I was watching him in warm ups and he was kicking him from sixty like it was nothing
5: yeah, so when they went yeah. for
2: 56 i I tweeted it out before he kicked it. I said this guy 's been kicking sixty all day. this is good.
5: Vikings are a team that like you know, a couple of others we can think of that have churned through place kickers, so it looks like they found one. And then and then as the injuries start working on it, I mean the Vikings offense came on and ran right at number seven, right at Quay Walker, and how in the hell they got either running plays directed to Quay Walker, the new rookie inside linebacker from Georgia, the first pick with Dalvin Cook, how they managed to get matchups where Justin Jefferson would motion back and forth, and he'd find this little slot and say, okay, where's the inside linebacker going to line up?" I mean, obviously, they, they put Joe Barry's defense up and said, you know, sometimes if you can spread them out, you can get their inside linebacker to line up in the slot. That's a matchup we like. So, Justin, mm-hmm. move around until you can see that you can get that inside linebacker. Well, he had the rookie covering him. And you know, that's a first down every time that they had that matchup. Now, you know, by halftime, Quay Walker led the team in tackles. Why? Because the Vikings kept running at the rookie, but it's not right. as if the Joe Berry was making any kinds of adjustments. And then there was one time where he tried to hit Dalvin Cook over the middle and, you know, got clobbered and had to go into the tent and get and left the game with a shoulder injury. John Runyon, the left guard, that didn't help your running game in the second half when he left the game with a concussion. So they put in the rookie Zach Tom at that position um yosh nyman started losing some of those battles on the outside at left tackle with with pass protection and some of the run plays that they needed the fourth and one stop you know with a.j dillon with the you know the ball in his hands that was just frankly you know embarrassing that you clocked that much of it and couldn't come away with a a score or a touchdown on that Uh, as you mentioned too Keyshawn nixon had the the special teams guy left the game with a shoulder injury as well and then chris barnes your backup linebacker to quay walker he gets carted off the field, doesn't look good at all with the, the foot in a boot. You know, that could be season right. ending.
2: Hey, Mike, real quick, when we were talking about that fourth down, uh, fourth and goal, uh, you know, you and I looked at each other. I, people are asking me today, I have no idea why they're running out of shotgun, I, why they don't do an RPO, they don't do a ride in the side, they don't get ahead of steam for A.J. Dillon coming forward to hand him the football before. I, 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 is there any explanation as to why they're always in shotgun?
5: I think it's an Aaron Rodgers thing. I think it's an Aaron Rodgers thing. I think if Man. it was Jordan Love, he would be under center, and they would be running that misdirection. They ran some of that misdirection when the, when their opening offense wasn't working, when they you know just seemed to close you know like a like some sort of a tropical plant after that drop from Christian Watson, and they just you know were sort of lost those first couple of series. They did some of that misdirection and inside handoff. But while you're in the game, why it's just all shotgun, shotgun? And all I can say is, like we talked about during the game, when they also do that in these noisy stadiums, whether at Vikings or some of these other domes, I think it also goes to the fact that if they're silent count, then what's the point? You know, they're just going to be right. in the back there, and he's already going to have the drop, and he can see the field better. So that's probably what Aaron Rodgers' argument is uh, on that issue.
2: Good stuff as always, Mike. I appreciate it. We'll talk again tomorrow, okay? Thank you, Billy. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Mike Clemens over at U.S. Bank Stadium just coming out of the Packers locker room and getting some of the insight as to what was actually being thought there today. And a lot of the stuff that you and I have discussed is some of the same stuff that they're discussing going, got to look at the film. We don't know. Uh, but we do know that Jair Alexander went to the coaching staff and said, I want to be on Justin Jefferson one on one. I should have him. And they said, no. And it has come back to bite them in a huge way, and now they have some splaining to do. Stay tuned. Final segment. Green to Gold postgame show. We're broadcasting live here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, at the Ewing Hotel. Packers end up getting beat today, and it was in a, kind of an ugly fashion, twenty-three to seven, by the Minnesota Vikings. They go to zero and one, then they got the Bears next Sunday night. The Bears victorious today. We'll talk a little bit about the rest of the NFL when we come back. Right after this. <laughs>
1: This is the Green and Gold Post Game Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Welcome back. Green and Gold Post Game Show live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. You are looking, I feel like you are looking live. at the building next to the strip club. <laughs> which is called The Office. It's a pub and grill right across the street from the hotel here in the Hewing. And uh, the Hewing Hotel is where our destination is at the moment. Uh, We are uh, bringing you the Green and Gold Postgame Show live from uh, what is considered to be the boardroom here at the Hewing. And uh, glad to have you on board tonight. I wish we were talking on better circumstances. Uh, Around the rest of the National Football League, uh, obviously it got started in a magnanimous way. On Thursday night when the Bills just blew out, the Rams dominated. Saints going to win today by a point over the Falcons. By a point, 27-26. The Browns in that game, I I really thought that uh, you would see Baker Mayfield come out and set the world on fire. And uh, 26-24 the final, not in favor of, uh, of Baker Mayfield. Although he was 16 of 27, 235 yards, a touchdown, and an interception on the day. That's the way things went down. The, the Bears in a swamp, 19-10, to 10, they get the win. How about the Bengals? J- Jackpot Joey comes out, throws not one, not two, but three picks early, then a fourth one later in the game, four interceptions, two touchdowns, throws uh, 33 of 53, 338 yards, sacked seven times. That offensive line that was supposedly remade after the Super Bowl sucked. In the meantime, Mitch Trubisky, he goes 21-38, 194, throws a touchdown, quarterback rating of 78.2. And in overtime, Pittsburgh gets the win, 23-20. The good game. The Eagles end up on top, 38-35 over in Detroit. And the Colts and the Texans ended up tying on the opener, 20 apiece, Dolphins get a win over the Patriots. How about this? Tua in the gang, 20 to 7, they knock off Bill Belichick. Tua has never lost to the Patriots. Mac Jones, 21 of 30, 213 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Tua, 23 of 33, a touchdown, quarterback rating of 104.4. And Tariq Hill, eight catches, uh, 94 yards, but it was Waddle, four catches, had the touchdown in the passing game there as well. In the meantime, you also had the, the Jets getting drilled by the Ravens 24-9. The Commanders over the Jaguars 28-22. The Chiefs, they down the Cardinals almost more than doubled them up, 44-21, 24-19. The Chargers knock off the Raiders. Devontae Adams, nice day, but it was all for a loss. Uh, and then you've got the, the Titans and the Giants. They played as well, 21-20. The Giants get the win. Packers, as we all know, get uh, take the loss 23-7. And you've also got the Buccaneers right now, 6-3 to three over the Cowboys. That is in Dallas. So that's it. Um, other than a lot of the comments uh, going over, on, over in the Bud Light live stream, man, thanks so much. Thanks so much for paying attention to us on the Bud Light live stream. Um, this is Peter, says, thinking maybe the King of the North won't be a sure thing for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Dave says, hey, Bill, I'm heading to Cincinnati in a couple of weeks to see the Brewers. Where should I stay? embassy suites across the river it overlooks the city of cincinnati you can walk right across the walking bridge get right over to great american ballpark you're good to go and must see in cincinnati fountain square union terminal newport you got the aquarium stop over to uh uh, montgomery Inn. get the ribs right there on the water in the boathouse or make sure you hit skyline chili as well so there you have it there you go so that's kind of it anything else ben no. By uh, the way, I, I took a loss. Uh, I got the win in the Bills game. I took a loss in the 49ers game and I took a loss in the Saints game in the betting line. You and I are one or uh, uh one and two on the season each.
3: Yeah, hot start. A fun oh, NFL man. week though. A lot of craziness in the early window. I think you and I are both set out to create generational wealth for the people if they bet against everything we think.
2: I will say this, tomorrow's going to be interesting. The Packers lose and we will get to the discussion of what happened. What in the hell happened at Camp Randall as Washington State knocks off the Badgers? I was stunned, and the screams last night, screams for Paul Chris's head. Oh, my God. It was it was deafening as I stopped by, and we went to uh, Saturday Night Lights, if you will. Uh, Chris and Son had a football game out in Grafton last night under the lights, so we went out, we watched that, grabbed one beer on the way home. I was sitting in uh, the social house, grabbed a beer and people around us were just screaming about the badgers oh my god so uh, we'll get into that tomorrow as well uh for everybody involved with the program for mike clemens over inside u.s bank stadium ben kenny producing the program appreciate it as always and one more time before a paid attendance of 65,786 at u.s bank stadium it was the Green Bay Packers taking it on the chin. It was the Vikings 23 and the Packers 7. Everybody have a good night. And we will talk again tomorrow. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll welcome into Green Bay tomorrow. Can't wait. Talk to you then. Huh?